1590 afterwards big episode 31 we're celebrating today how's everything going everything's going great now this is because of the way they're released this show after the show is the second show and we like uh, did a double header here yeah is basically what we did so our our thoughts will be a little more random and i want to start out with this one because i know since all of your stand-up comedy you've done tv commercials you've done a billboard campaign that mm-hmm. we're tied with things. You've done a little bit of acting. Right. Lots of stuff. A little bit of everything, yeah. Yeah, and, and it actually made somewhere where it can be seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like this This is viewable. So a side gig that I have is at the Bank of Books in Santa Paula. And there is this really cool youngster who comes in there. I'm guessing he's early, early 20s. And he was a filmmaker and a rapper, and we started talking about music, and I was amazed at the wealth of information this kid had. And we were starting to trade stuff, and I'd say, hey, you know, for beats, you might want to listen to this Miles Davis song because of this, because that. And he said, oh, you got to listen to this. And it was really cool, and we were talking, and the kid spends big bucks on books. Wow. Wow. That was alliteration. I have to pause when I do good alliteration. Big bucks on books. <laughs> so me being, and I'll say 65, July 16th, triple his age. He came in a couple of weeks ago, and he says, I want to shoot a video with you, a music video. Oh. And he showed me one that he did, and it was really high-value production. I was, uh, that's in, I saw him in a shopping cart. They were doing this thing, and it was uh, done out in L.A., and it was it was uh, a hipster video. That's all I can say. It was totally out of my realm. Nice. You know, I could tell they were doing their thing. So it, the one we did, I just thought I was going to be at the cash register and, you know, I, I send him on his way. I'm like the guy. Nice. So he's got all all these cameras. They had two cameras, and we did multiple takes. But the thing that's funny, when he came in, he's, you know, the um, – the, the old, um, it's like a silk mask, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So his face is totally covered and he's wearing sunglasses. You wouldn't know who he was from Adam. And I look just like this. <laughs> so I'm walking and we're doing this. And the, the whole deal was we're doing an exchange. And the way it comes up, it's sort of like we're all walking tough, but we're exchanging vinyl. Oh. And, and I'm giving him jazz and he's giving me something else. But that was the whole theme. And I looked at him and go, for the love of God, don't make me look stupid. And he goes, no, no, it's going to look really good, really good. Wait till you see the final product. So I'm going to be in this local Santa Paula uh, rap kids uh, video because I work at a bookstore. One, I, I thought it was nice, even though I, I kept listening really hard for giggling. Right. I just in case I say, hey, watch the old white guy. We're really <laughs> going to take this guy down. And so I'm not sure which way it's going to go. <laughs> You're not sure if you're being pranked or not. I, exactly. Still? That's exactly. so funny. I'm still not sure because he says, you know, when, when you walk, walk with a little bit of attitude. And I felt like uh, the wonderful um, um, uh, Richard Pryor, stir crazy. Oh, yeah. With um, Gene Wilder, Gene right? Wilder. That's so yeah, great. Willy Wonka. We bad. Yeah. You know, and he's trying <laughs> yeah. to do that whole thing. I kind of felt like <laughs> I was that guy. I was sort of like, well, how do I don't walk that way well as somebody who's not necessarily a fan of prank videos but for whatever reason they pop up on my feed all the time let me uh give you some confidence and let you know that it seems like most prank videos the person being pranked is fully aware of what's going on 
Mm. Most of the time, it's their actors. Yeah. <laughs> like they're very fake. So I, Ashton <laughs> Kutcher didn't run in and say, I've been punked. Nothing like that happened. But uh, I kind of want to see it. Oh, I can't wait. To, yeah, and Mullen, but it's going to be a full production. And I saw, and they, when they looked at the takes, he goes, come over here and look at this. It's really good. And I go, oh, I don't need to see it. I don't need to see it. And they kept, because they would review, then we'd do a couple of takes and they'd review again. I could see that, though, because Bank of Books has those high shelves full of books everywhere you like. That's a really cool place where yeah. you can go in, go through any door and yeah. enter an adventure. It's just a re- really cool idea. Yeah, very funky. It's the big old building, you know, so it's not nothing against Barnes & Noble, but it's not a store. You yeah. know, it's, it's got some soul, if I may say that, about the... Uh, the tomes in that place. So I was in a, and it, it is apparently some sort of rap music, sir. Or do they call it hip hop? Oh, I don't know. I don't know which one's which. I'll have to listen to find out. So yeah, we will, we will hear that. And uh, it's so, that's one thing I did. And I did that on Father's Day. Oh, fun. Yeah, that was my Father's Day fun. Very nice. Yeah, so this is it. And it's just so funny because these kids were, they, you know, speaking Spanish 90% of the time. And I kept saying, I don't know enough to know if you're talking about me. And they kept laughing. <laughs> they said, no, it's easier for us to communicate that way. Then they go back to their thing. And then I yelled at the one kid, I was on Judge Judy. Do not dare to say, because I actually was on the Judge Judy program a long time ago. That's about 20 years ago. You should share that story, because it's been a long time yeah. since I've heard that story. Yeah, the Judge Judy involved where. Weird Al Yankovic, and we did a contest on the air that bombed, it flatlined. And it was, write a song like Weird Al Yankovic, do a takeoff on some song. We got like eight songs in, only written, you know, they didn't have to produce it. And it would say, uh, to the song of, you know, this song. And you'd read the lyrics and say, okay, well, we, I reached into the thing six, and I just pulled one out. And I said, this kid wins. I wasn't paying attention. And he did one headlight. No, no, he did, mm-hmm, um, was that Smashing Pumpkins? Remember that mm-mm-mm song? It was, it was a big radio hit. Mm, yeah, mm, it wasn't mm-bop by those kids, but it was mm-mm. <laughs> so it turns out the kid who won was in Anaheim. Oh. His mother, I guess his aunt, lived out here, and she sent, because we ran an ad that says, write a song like Weird Al Yankovic, and you'll win four passes to get into the fair and $100 worth of food. Actually, a pretty good prize. That's a great prize. Pretty good prize. Uh, so he wins, and he's all the way down in Anaheim. And because it was local, what we were going to do is call the winner the day of the show, ring him up and say, meet us there. We're taking you in. It's going to be great. Well, I call, and oh, no. Oh. It was a 714. Wait, what's? Um, yeah, 714. 714 probably. down south. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your 415's up there. And he's not there. And I say, hey, man, you're the big winner. Get in touch with us. We're going to the show tonight, blah, blah, blah. So we go to the show. We never heard anything. We didn't know if he picked up his tickets or got him at Will Call or anything. Well, it turns out he didn't. And he called me very angrily. And he says, you know, I paid to get in there. And I saw you guys on stage. And you didn't give me my prize. And I said, look, I'll make it up to you. I'm very, very sorry. And we had, because we used to have a lot of stuff around town and in L.A. We had Chicago tickets, Beach Boy tickets. We really had a vast array because of our other stations of really fine shows. And he says, no, I don't want that. I want Disneyland. Oh. I want, and he said that specifically because he lived in Orange County. I said, well, we don't have Disneyland. He says, I want Disneyland. I said, we don't have Disneyland. I said, call me back when you figure it out. Well, he had called somebody upstairs and had an argument with them. So we know nothing about any of this. Well, he took us to small claims court, regular small claims court. The way Judge Judy would get her stuff, they have people who just 
scrub everything. That looks funny. Call that person and see what it's about. So we got a call that said, you are being sued. by. And I said, we're being what? And they go, you don't know? And I said, we've heard nothing. Small claims court, you're getting sued. And I said to the girl that was a producer, I said, we want to pay him off with prizes. The policy here is you never give somebody money. Mm-hmm. You just give them trade of something that's of equal value. So I named the concerts that we were going to send them to. So they say, do you want to be on the show? I asked a guy here, and he goes, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. So it's like, cool, we'll go. So we go to the show, and we're dressed good. We're, we're G'd up, suits, ties, the whole deal. Got the jacket on. And we go in there, and I'll tell you, it is, since I'm not the T, it was very, I will say, intimidating. You go in, and it's like, and she's up there, and that bailiff is a hoot. He's a great guy. Greg uh, Petrie Bird, right? Yeah, great. He, he, uh, Sacramento watched, guy. Uh, Sacramento, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he had actually sent her a letter and said, I love you. I think you're great. You're fabulous. She said on that, since he was a real enforcer, she brought him in. Oh, wow. He got the gig because he wrote her a complimentary letter. I didn't know that. He was such a cool guy. So we go in, and we start up. And uh, Judge Judy's going back and forth, and it's looking really good for us, really good. The kid does this little mm-mm-mm, and, and she said, well, why didn't you? And I told her what we did for the prize. I said, we contacted him. We did this. We did that. And I said, then I offered him, and this was her line of the night. I said, that's concert we offered. And she looked over at the kid, and she goes, you turned down the Beach Boys in Chicago? <laughs> and I thought, we won. Right. She, and she looked at him like, are you nuts? Out of the blue, she slams her gavel and she says, plaintiff wins. Mm. And we were shocked, but I got one in. Right when she, and this remember this is 20 some years ago, so even The Simpsons was relatively new. Right when she did that, I went, do! <laughs> and everybody in the courtroom laughed. And the, the bailiff laughed. And we'd say, okay, we leave. So our thing was, our complaint, was that he didn't follow the directions. When you got directions to the courtroom, it said, gentlemen, dress as if you're at a business meeting, jackets preferred. Okay, we follow that 100%. The kid gets out and he takes his jacket off and he's got a red and white striped shirt on. You know what that means for TV. It's bad. It's right. Yeah. It's not a good thing. Bad contrast. And I was going to go, wait a minute. What's up with that? And they go, well, we gave him a jacket. I said, he broke our rules, and he broke your rules. And you still give him the title. He wins. <laughs> and the guy goes, hey, that's the way it goes here. And I said, whatever. That's great. Uh, so we leave. The, it was, I'm still really glad I did it. How much did we make each, me and my buddy? Oh, off of the Judge Judy? Yeah, Judge Judy. Oh, I'm going to guess 110 each? 50. Oh. 50 each. Oh. 50 each. 50 each. Everybody saw that. Old girlfriend rings me up. I saw you on TV. That was great. A guy that was vacationing in Jamaica. Can't get away from you. We're watching the TV and you <laughs> pop on. And it was so funny how many people saw that show. But that, that was my one claim to fame. So when we did the rap video, I threw that in their face. Nice. I like that. And I was also uh, featured in a National Enquirer. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was the limo days. So when you think of it, National Enquirer face. That's so full, amazing. Full page and Judge Judy. I don't have a... Guess how much you got for National Enquirer. <laughs> oh, you did? Didn't you get some money for that? Zero. Oh, nothing. Everybody told me that was a $5,000 story. Oh. They said the way they pay, they said, your boss didn't ask, you didn't ask, you guys are idiots. Said if you would have just said, well, what do we get for this? They would have said, this is a $5,000 story. Because it, mm. it involved a, a kind of hot um, 
soap star at the time. Right. We didn't. We just did it. Once they had the pictures in the story, it's like, who are you again? You know, because that was out the barn. They said, you've got to know. And oh. so I really thought the odds of me getting another shot at the Inquirer and this was before TMZ where everything Way basically before. got caught. So, I mean, in the TMZ days, now everything gets caught because everybody's yeah. got a camera phone and all of that stuff. But in those days, you had your paparazzi people running around. Yeah, and uh, and it was said that we, we got a stringer, as they call him back then. He drove me all the way back to where the crash happened, took photos, did the whole thing, did some headshots for me. So, I actually, I did get headshots. And then they went up. And there was another one, people calling me randomly. And they said, why are you in the Inquirer? Inquirer? And I said, why are you reading the Inquirer? Because right. I wasn't on the cover. Yeah, so it was fun. <laughs> so what was your biggest thing? My uh, biggest thing was probably the Dr. Phil, where I went on the weight loss series where we, we went on. It was Team Dr. Phil versus the, the Team Doctors, which is like a show that his son produces. And it's on the same network back to back with them. And we did, a, they, we did teams of five. It was... Uh, me and gosh, I don't even remember who all was on my team, but we, we did the 17 day weight loss diet. We did it based on this book written by Dr. Mike Marino out of San Diego, where it's like this 17 day diet. And to be honest, it was a little complex for me. It, it basically was keto. So I kind of did my own thing along with what he was doing. And, um, I ended up winning a treadmill off of it. I ended up getting a bunch of stuff, but it was cool because Dr. Phil actually played uh, a clip of my stand-up comedy on one of the episodes. I got to stand there and meet him. They played clips of me playing. It was before Maddie. Good. You know, he played clips of me playing with, with Tommy and all that stuff. So that was a really cool experience. Plus, I got to become friends with uh, Tracy Murray, the NBA player. So Wow. Yeah, he was on Team Doctors. So that, that was broadcast TV. Yeah, that it was, was broadcast TV. The yeah. real deal. Yeah, I think we did six episodes of each. Maybe Dang, what network? It was on Doctor Phil on the actual oh. Doctor Phil show. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did workouts on the show. We did weigh-ins on the wow. show. The whole the whole thing. And then um, I was having problems with my foot. And my, my foot was bothering. My foot was bothering. And I had this gig at uh, John John Lovitz used to have a comedy club, and I was doing a show at his comedy club that night. And my buddy Brad, who was Team Doctor Phil was in town from from Cincinnati to hang out and he's like dude you got to go get your foot looked at he goes you really need to go get that looked at so I did and that's when they found my blood clots and then that was kind of like how things kind of came to an abrupt end they they sent a car they sent a car for me because they were afraid of me driving myself on blood thinners to one final taping and um so they sent a car for me to do that and then leaving i just hopped in the car with one of my family members <laughs> I was like, i'm not gonna wow. drive, ride a limo home i'd rather go home with family dr phil cool he's so cool really? i really liked him a lot yeah uh, the the coolest thing was we did episode one we filmed on the dr phil show episode two we filmed uh the doctors and it was the following day i believe and we were standing in back, kind of waiting to go out, and they were kind of staging us a little bit. I didn't know Dr. Phil was actually going to be on that episode with us. I'm standing there, I'm talking to my buddy, and then uh, I feel a, sh a hand on my shoulder, and I look, and Dr. Phil's standing there. Is he a big guy? Really big guy, yeah. I, I think he's taller than me. Wow. Because I remember, it feels like I was looking up to him. Huh. And he goes, uh, he remembered my name, because he goes, he goes, how's it going, Tom? And I was like, Dr. Phil remembers my name? Well. I thought that part was pretty cool. That's very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's real TV. Yeah, and you're sitting there. Judge Judy circles the drain. He's I was only on a couple of. 
You know, it's affiliates, 9-11, depends on what market you're in. I'm not on a fixed time. And, you know, the other thing that's funny about mine, it took a long time for it to air. We thought they had scrapped us. Oh, really? We thought, and then I got a letter in the mail, and I called Paul, and I said, we're on in a week. And he goes, yeah, I got the letter. Oh. I'm like, oh, no, oh man. That, that was a grind, because I don't like looking, and I don't like listening. I really don't. I never heard my, rarely do I hear my voice recorded. I don't listen. I don't mind. Not for a second. It's weird. I don't mind the recordy, podcasty stuff as much as I don't like looking at myself on stage. I have a really hard time watching myself on stage. Yeah, because the kids, when we were shooting, come on, look, look. I'm, nope, don't need to do that. <laughs> and he goes, well, you look at the finished product. And I said, I'll have my son look first and uh, my daughter, and we'll go from there. All right, we're done with the uh, playing two like Ernie Banks. Let's play two. We did it. Yeah, we did. We played the full game, too. I don't think they go that way anymore. Pitchers don't go as far as we did today. Nope. 18 innings. Jeez. Well, great, great show. It was great hearing more about the uh, the Judge Judy story. I really enjoyed that, Spence. I'm envious of Dr. Phil. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to 1590 Afterwards on the Giggles Live radio network and KVTA app and everywhere podcasts are found. <laughs>